Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 809 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today on the show, I'll be speaking with Becky. She is the mother of Alfie, who has type 1 diabetes, and Becky has some of her own health concerns as well. We're going to talk today about some depression that she had after giving birth, what it was like when her son was diagnosed, the dissolution of her relationship not soon after, and much more. This episode is a great listen that is only made better by Becky's amazing accent. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. The T1D exchange is looking for U.S. residents who have type 1 diabetes or are the caregiver of someone with type 1. All they'd like you to do is fill out a survey. It takes fewer than 10 minutes to do so. And when you complete that survey, you've helped move diabetes research forward. You may have helped yourself. You definitely helped the podcast and you've done a nice thing. T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. This episode is also sponsored by Omnipod 5. Automated insulin pumping that's tubeless. That's what you're going to get with Omnipod 5. Learn more and get started today at omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. I'm Becky Starkey and I'm not a Marvel superhero, despite what you think, Scott. Um, I'm 41 and I live uh, in Hampshire in the UK and I've got an almost 11-year-old type 1 son, Wow. Alfie. Uh, does Alfie have any brothers or sisters? No, only child. No, oh, it's a nice way to grow up. I had it for five years. And then my brother, yeah. Brian, infiltrated and ruined everything. But uh, <laughs> I was going along there pretty well for a while. Tell me. I, I'd, have, I'd have happily had a big family, but it didn't work out. So he's the only one, which is fine. It suits us. Okay. Very nice. You and he on your own? Yep. On our own. Okay, how Been long? on our own for, um, uh, what is he coming up? 11. So eight and a half years. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, is there any autoimmune on his father's side of the family or yours his uh his father's half sister was diagnosed type one shortly after alfie but other than that um t- a possible type one as a great great grandfather i think but it, you know what it's like it's hard to get the actual information of is it type one or type two this is both on alfie's father's side uh, no, the, the great-great-grandfather is on my side. No kidding. Okay. Well, I was going to tease you for having a knack for picking them, but apparently it's a toss-up. So. <laughs> oh, I know how to pick them, but <laughs> I've given up. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried the 180-degree uh, idea where you identify a person who you really are attracted to and a person you're really not attracted to and ask the person who you're not attracted out to, uh, proving that you don't trust yourself to make the decision? <laughs> No, but I suppose it's a possibility in the future. It's worth, it's <laughs> worth a whirl. It really is. I mean, I've what, had um, 
two two relationships one of which was Alfie's father and my goodness do I know how to pick them so after that I was uh, I'm very happy to be on my own and I'm incredibly choosy I have a friend whose name I'll never mention on here but I said to them one time just when everything anything occurs to you just do the opposite <laughs> whatever <Yeah. laughs> it's probably a good move in my case what, whatever pops into your head try to imagine the exact opposite do that this is this would be better for you and he was like eh. I'm like all right I'll keep making the same mistake whatever um I'm, anyway. uh, I'm gonna be great crazy cat lady and just have like five thousand ginger cats <laughs> wait a minute you only uh pick red hair cats yeah, I've got two ginger cats. They're the best cats. So I'm just going to have like 5,000 ginger cats. <laughs> you're you're going to smell like pee, Becky, and you're not going to know. No, they don't do that in the house. Otherwise, I definitely would not have 5,000 ginger cats. Good for you. You, you, <laughs> did you. Did you know you probably just you probably just named the episode, right? 5,000 ginger cats. I yeah. think that's a great <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's a little early. I don't usually like to have it happen this soon, but uh, it's a strong yeah. contender early on. Yeah, I like that. And it's very unique. You won't get another. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, can you imagine if like five years from now, somebody's like, you know, I just want to be by myself, have about, you know, two, three, maybe 5,000 ginger cats. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I tell you what, if that's a male, put him in touch. <laughs> exactly. Finally. <laughs> we could have 10,000 ginger cats together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is delightful. Okay. Uh, how old was Alfie when he was diagnosed? 15 months. Very, very young. Oh, no kidding. I'm going to ask you a hard question now, and I apologize for doing so up front. No, you, you, you ask him. Do you think his diagnosis had anything to do with the disillusion of your relationship? Uh, I uh, Afterwards, I definitely think it had a bearing on him, on him and his maturity to be able to cope with the situation, yes. Yeah. No, it doesn't yeah. seem... Uh, were you guys... I'm doing the math here. You told me how old you are off air, which I'm not sure if you want, <laughs> but were you in your late... 20s when you were having a baby uh i was pregnant at 30 at yeah right right okay. he was uh um what's he he's six years older okay oh and still a maturity problem boys do not yeah, well, do well you know i was uh well we were running pubs together um he was the chef and i did front of house um and then we got pregnant and um that job finished and i wanted to get out of the business but i think he wanted to stay in the business. He didn't know how to get out. So he didn't know how to cope with actual life and being responsible. I see. You know, I've had a number of friends over the years work in restaurants and they say that after hours, it's just a big orgy between the, uh, the, the employees. <laughs> well, it never went that far, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I didn't mean all at the same time. I, I, I misused the word. I meant it was a little bit of a, 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 a partner swap like it was one person one time the next person like it just was like your own I guess it's late at night and there's no one else around so you're it's a it's a fish in a barrel situation I guess am I right I don't know never experienced that side of it um he already had a business when I went in with him I was um I was in accountancy and I went into business with him um so we were together. So, but we had a lot of fun, a lot of late nights, and way too much vodka. But <laughs> it couldn't carry on when we had a child. Obviously, it's no, just not the life for them. <laughs> doesn't work. So he just didn't adjust well to the to the responsibility. To um, or do you think the idea of having a baby that wasn't what he imagined was off putting? I think uh, it just brought out his true colours. It brought out the worst of him. And I think I didn't know him as well as I should have done I see. Um, when making that decision, because obviously life was fun and 
quite alcoholic <laughs> and when um when you're not in that situation you learn a lot about somebody so yeah not a great move but the best thing i ever did having alfie so that's fine i understand it's, it's lovely of you to share the story so uh thank you <laughs> um so how long well i guess not how long what was the uh management style like what did they give you for a 15 month old back then so we started on mdi um and they encouraged the insulin pump, but both myself and his father were against it at the time. Because he was so tiny, we just didn't like the idea of it being attached, which I think is quite common, isn't it? A lot of people feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so we persevered with MDI, but the doses were just incredibly hard on him. They were just far too big. Um, we had a lot of instability, some scary moments with ambulances being called, him unconscious in my arms. Awful. So he went on an insulin pump and he got it just before he turned two, which was amazing. Yeah. And so back then, there no CGM, right? You were just metering. Yeah, no CGM. No, I didn't really know a lot about it, to be fair, at that point. It was, um, I mean, that would have been. I'm trying to think. I think that's a little before dec- the first Dexcom. Nine years. Mm, we went on the G uh, the G four initially, but that wasn't that was around when he was three. Yeah, got that. yeah, that's my that was my point. I think you you had diabetes before we had Dexcom. I think, mm. um, and it gets to you yeah. a little slower too. Is that correct? Yeah, we're a bit behind you. I see all the uh, announcements about the Omnipod five yesterday, <laughs> but we'll be well well behind that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for these um, companies to get their products out of one country into another one. It's just yeah, not it's easy. understandable. Yeah. yeah. Um, you need some British people to like want to make an insulin pump. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in, in the market. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully there's something or, you know, just assume they're all in a pub late at night with vodka and they're not interested in helping. <laughs> <laughs> it could well be the case. Nothing to do with me anymore though. No. <laughs> How do you learn about the podcast? Um, I'd seen it because of the Facebook forums that I'm on. Um, People, the name had come up a few times. Um, I think I'd listened to a couple of episodes, but the main thing was when I went to start looping um, in the first lockdown, so 2020, the lady who was mentoring me, um, she again said, you know, have you listened to this? What do you think? And um, just prompted me. I had more time on my hands, so I got got into it more. It's very cool. Oh, that's excellent. Um, I'm just always interested in how people find their way to it. The uh, yeah. This morning, I got a, a a request to enter the private Facebook group. And how, how did you hear about this? From a friend of mine who has type 2 diabetes. And I felt very good about that. Mm. I was, I was very, yeah. very excited that the word gets out that way. Um, yeah, yeah, good. So how many... I mean, how many years did you struggle with it in the beginning? Because having a an infant with type one, I mean, fifteen months, you got me beat by <laughs> by a fair amount. Arden was twenty God, she was two just two years. I was gonna say maybe twenty five months, yeah. but not even twenty five months. She had just turned two years old. She only weighed seventeen pounds. That was difficult. Well, but yeah, fifteen but months very is hard, small. Um yeah, it was it was a massive shock because I think I think I explained to you in my initial email, I had postnatal depression as well, mm-hmm. and I wasn't in a good place. So when Alfie was diagnosed, his father took on most of the responsibility. Um, and I just assumed that everything was being done correctly, uh, which I found out later it wasn't. 
but um i i knew you know i knew what to do i knew the basics but i wasn't carb counting i wasn't given the injections um he was the one supposedly checking him in the night but he wasn't um and i didn't even consider looking at the finger stick meter to check that i just believed him and it wasn't till you know sometime later that i found out he wasn't being checked in the night um so yeah he was just so tiny and with the insulin pens only being able to give half a half a unit at one time it was just incredible um he the reason that i noticed there was an issue why he was diagnosed was he had incredible nappy rash i guess things were his blood was just or his body was just so acidic because his bloods were so high mm. that it was just causing horrendous nappy rash um and i taken him to the gp the doctor and said you know something's up with my baby um and but just being told you know oh no he's just teething early you know he's he's just doing well he's he's teething take him away again so i persisted with this for a good few weeks um i mean alfie was just uh crying all the time um uncomfortable wouldn't sleep you couldn't put him down i mean that's not unusual in a baby and it does fit with teething so i looked online as you do (laughs) good old dr google and a type one came up and i read through it and i thought surely not you know i i knew very little about type one diabetes as do most people and i just wrote it off in in a child so young i thought that couldn't possibly be a thing um the nappy rash got worse uh he got worse um, I took him to a and I was turned away and told there was nothing wrong with him. Same thing, probably teething. A couple of days later, I took him back to my local doctor and said, you know, there's definitely something wrong with my child. Um, she said, it's probably a urine infection. This was on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he was wearing nappies, so it wasn't very easy. So she said, take, you know, take this sample bottle and bring it back to me on the Monday and we'll go from there. So managed to get a sample off him over the weekend, took it back on the Monday and she dipped it. And she just said, you know, your child's got type one diabetes. Uh, I'll phone the hospital now, go home, pack a bag. You're going to be staying in. And it was like, wow. Jeez. Um, and uh, it was, it was shocking. I mean, I remember sitting there in, in, in the room when he was diagnosed and the guilt I felt, I felt so much guilt because I thought I caused it because when I was pregnant, I, my craving was chocolate and knowing so little about type one, I assumed that my cravings of, you know, increased chocolate and sugar caused type one. And um, that took a little while to actually get that in my head that it it wasn't me. Yeah. It doesn't work that way or my son would be a cheeseburger right now. (laughs) It's amazing how many people go through that. I see it on the forums all the time. It's, it's sad that, you know, there's so little knowledge about it. It's funny you bring it up because at the top of my email, uh, my inbox right now, which I'm woefully behind on, is a note from Erica who comes on and does the um, the mental health stuff with me, uh, mm. and um, we're getting we're planning an episode right now about like mom guilt mm. and, and um, yeah. to talk it's about real, it. it's yeah. it's 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 incredibly real. Um, yeah. So you are at that at that moment around diagnosis has your your prenatal depression, has that passed or are you still dealing with that at the time? No, I was still on antidepressants. It's still very much a thing. Yeah. Okay. So that was happening. You weren't being supported by 
Were you married at that point? I, I keep saying this. No, we were engaged. Okay. Just my fiance. Yeah. Okay, but by by Alfie's father, you're not being supported there. He's lying to you about what he's doing or not doing yep. with his care. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. unsettling. So you're, um, you're in a really bad personal way, and mm. in your heart, you think, well, at least, at least this guy's got my kids back while I figured myself out. And then you find out that's not true. And hmm. then you blame yourself. Also, by the way, nappy rash. I'm sorry, a diaper rash. Yes. Okay. I thought. <laughs> I thought so. I was just making sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if the kid was wearing a do rag. Maybe you know what I mean, like old school, and uh, had had some sort of a thing on his. You know what I mean, like a, like he's in a uh, a gangster film or something like that. It seemed <laughs> yet. it seemed unlikely, uh, but um, and so that's all happening. You start mm-hmm. questioning yourself. Your mind jumps right to that you ate chocolate. So do you mm. do you spiral at that point or do you rally at that point? I think I just coped. I just went into a a days of doing what needed to be done with Alfie. I mean, I was the one that stayed in the hospital with him and I was the one um doing all, you know, doing all the mum stuff, you know, the his his father was there but would come and go and then just kind of step in and look like he was doing all the hard stuff, but yeah mm. um I don't know I just coped it was like a daze it was like a dream and then we were home and then we just coped again right um and, and then, then days, days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and that kind of thing yeah as they do that's right and then Alfie got his insulin pump just before he turned two and then uh about, about a month later he and his uh, uh me and his father split up um and he left and that was it and um, there was a couple of fleeting visits after that. And then that's it. He's, he's a wall and gone, you know, wow. never to be seen again. So it was all, it suddenly became my thing. Um, it was like diagnosis all over again. And that was hard. It was like, wow, this, you know, I'd never lived on my own. Um, and all of a sudden I had a house to run, a two-year-old, and I had to take on type one, you know, and get my head around it and do everything on my own. I have um, no family locally, and we were new to the area. We'd only moved into this house two months before he was gone, mm-hmm. so I didn't know anybody either. It was, it was all a bit wow. Wow, no kidding. Um, yeah. How do you how do you make money after he leaves? Uh, I didn't. I've I signed on to benefits because um, being a full time carer for Alfie. Right. So here in the UK, Alfie gets something called disability living allowance for his type one and I get carer's allowance. Um, so that that's it. Thankfully, I'm, I'm blessed that I haven't had to work. And unfortunately, now I'm at the point where I could go back to work because Alfie's coming up 11. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real catch 22 situation here. If I if I go back to work, I lose so many of my benefits that I couldn't even afford a, a, a standard home. I'd be in a in a bed sit with him. Mm. So it's in it's in our interest for me to continue on, on the benefits until he turns sixteen when they end. It's it's an awful situation, you know. Yeah. I've always worked my whole life until then, and uh, and I'd like to. I want to teach Alfie the right values, and and I miss I miss being around people, but it's just not a possible thing. There is there was there or any recourse legally to get child support? Or did Sorry. he or, or did his father really disappear? Like you can't he's not sending no, he's, money. 
He's gone. He's not paid a penny or there's not been a phone call or there's not been a birthday card. There's literally that. That's it. Wow. So you, you couldn't find him if you wanted to do anything even. Uh, I found him. (laughs) I know where he is. I know where he is. I I follow online where he is roughly Mm -hmm. just to be aware of how local he is. Um, I've never chased for money because I don't want that man in my son's life. There's a lot that I won't say on here, but he's not a good person and my son does not need him. I see. So the trade-off between the finances yeah. would be we can we're, We've got a good standard of living. We've got enough. We're happy. I see. Uh, it makes sense. I was just trying to, yeah. trying to wrap my no, head around the whole fine. thing. Yeah, it's difficult because I don't want to start slating him or sharing anything personal. But. Of course not. No, no, I wouldn't want... I'm not asking you to. I just, I'm just trying to understand the... The theory, because when he, because when, when that happens, when, I mean, around here, if you bail on a lady around here, uh, you know, you get and serve with papers and they're going to start mm-hmm. garnishing your wages and things like that yeah. you know, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So that, that was just what I was wondering. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, it is pretty immoral that that guy hasn't paid a penny towards him. But yeah. That's just, yeah. I hear you. My dad wasn't great about it either. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, as I say, I'm good at picking him, Scott. <laughs> You would have done better eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> I think I, I really do. <laughs> All right, you, you're fine. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so, well, the um, how long does the depression hang on to you, or do you still live with it? Well, just as his father was, you know, we were on the cusp of breaking up, we had one argument um, where he said to me, um, I'll have him taken away from you. You're a nutter. Uh, and I'm not a nutter. I'm, I'm a perfectly good person. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, fine. I'll, I'll stop taking antidepressants. Then. And I just came off them overnight, which I know is an incredibly dangerous and silly thing to do. But I made up in my mind that there would be no excuse in the world for that guy to ever get his hands on my son. Mm. So I came off them. Um, and I think the depression obviously did continue for some time because so much was going on and I had so much to cope with. So it wouldn't, you know, it didn't lift, but I wasn't in an awful place. You know, Um, I've had bad depression as a teen and this, this wasn't horrendous, but it was, it was enough to be on antidepressants. Mm -hmm. And and you think it was just a post here, we call it postpartum. You're calling it post uh, natal, but same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Same thing. Right. Um, Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. It was, diagnosed by the doctor gotcha it was uh it was quite likely unfortunately because i'd had depressions in in, as a late teen and early 20s so right uh is alfie ever seem depressed no not at all no he's a he's a really good happy kid yeah excellent that's very nice um how do you think the diabetes part of this is all going nowadays in in real you know in real time amazing i love loop (laughs) absolutely love it two years we've been on it now and um wow i mean we got good results with omnipod and dexcom because my level of micromanaging was so intense um but that just wasn't sustainable long term you know it was absolutely exhausting and as for sleep you know i didn't even know what sleep was so loop has just been an absolute life changer for for the pair of us because obviously he feels better too because he's stable yeah um, talk a little more about that. So the, uh, the lack of sleep, I don't think people pay enough attention to it. It's a big problem. It sneaks up on you. It, um, it builds in a way that you don't notice until you're living, 
you know, like yeah. a, a wretched I, monster pawing at your own face and you don't realize what's happened to you. Um, it's sadly tough. the lack of sleep had a big bearing on my health. Um, so I was diagnosed with a condition called CVID, nothing to do with COVID. It's common variable immune disorder. And I was diagnosed with that three years ago because I'd been so incredibly ill. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'd spent about four or five years with back-to-back -back illnesses, colds, infections. Um, and I'd put it down to the lack of sleep, you know, just sheer exhaustion. And I, and my doctor had too. Um, they treated me, you know, endless antibiotics. Um, uh, you know, I was basically on my knees. I couldn't stand to take a shower. I would get up in the morning and be sick. Um, I was so ill, but nobody seemed to want to help. Nobody knew what to do. Um, so they found, eventually, I, I went in and practically got on my knees with my doctor and begged her to think about what was going on. And she got blood tests that showed up that I had this condition and I now have monthly IVIG therapy which is um every month I have to go to hospital and have intravenous plasma and what that does is it replaces my immune system with other people's from a from a pool bank <clears throat> so now I have an immune system I'm not ill so that's insane. sadly they think that this sheer exhaustion was probably what brought it on? Yeah, which I haven't. It's a very difficult one because I'd hate my son to blame himself for having type one and causing that. You know, he's such a switched on kid. So I've kind of kept that quiet, but Do you, it probably would have developed anyway at some point. But I think the sheer exhaustion of type one definitely prompted it. Is it, is it, I'm trying to think if it's an autoimmune disorder or just a disorder of your immune system, which would be two different things. Uh, has yeah, it, I I don't. I'm looking now. I'm not sure. That's common, a good question. Common variable immune deficiency and autoimmune disease, a retrospective study of 95 adults. Um, common variable. CVID is the most commonly clinical significant primary Immune, uh, immune deficiency in adulthood presents in a broad spectrum of clinical manifestations, often including non-infectious complications, addition to heightened susceptibility to infection. Um, but I don't see anything about it being, hold on. I know that. Um, oh, wait, autoimmunity occurs in up to 30% of CVID patients, and it is an emerging case of morbidity and mortality in this type of patient. It's good, isn't it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Forget I read you that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, not a great diagnosis, but at the time I was told it was either this or cancer. So I I count my blessings. I'm happy to have this and receive treatment for it, and I'm much healthier. Yeah, based on this article, um, immune complicate autoimmune complications could include thyroiditis, celiac, uh, yeah, erythrium nodsum. Raynaud's. Oh, Raynaud's, yeah. Alopecia, oral ulcers. That sounds fun. Immune, autoimmune <laughs> gastritis, primary bilary, wow, chalongitis. Don't get, don't get that one because you don't want to have to learn how to say it. Do you have any other things that have happened since this diagnosis? Uh, I've, 
I've got bronchiectasis, which is scarring of the lungs, but that's because I had bronchitis pneumonia so many times, um, which, yeah, that's linked. I do know that I'm more likely to um, develop other conditions. So there is a likelihood I could develop type one. Um, my father and my grandfather are both celiac. So that's also, also a risk. So, yeah, I guess it is autoimmune. I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. And, and, it's interesting when I said to you earlier, is there other autoimmune? You're like, mm, you were thinking about diabetes, yeah. but celiac exists in yeah. the family. It, it does, yeah. That's on my side. Okay. All right. Well, Becky, <laughs> it's getting a little sideways here, but I think we can make our way through it. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 please. This is this is the, listen, if everyone came on this podcast and was like, oh, Scott, the podcast helps me. My A1C is 5'4". My time and range is 83%. You're amazing. It wouldn't be much of a podcast. We want to hear, so. you know, people's real stories. And and um, not not that, you know, not that most people will listen to this and have to think, oh, this is going to happen to me. It's obviously yeah. an incredibly uncommon thing and, and sadly fell on you. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it highlights some important ideas, right? Uh, I mean, already, we're a half hour into this, Becky. Do you want to know what we've learned so far? <laughs> Go on then. Okay. Here's what I've learned so far. I actually wanted to put the ads 10 minutes back, but it was just too good to wait for that. I love a nice uh, cliffhanger. When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. So I went into the private Facebook group for the podcast, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes, and I searched Omnipod 5. Found this uh, post where people were talking about, I'm going to get a pump. I don't know which one to get. What do you think? Here's just a couple of the things I'm reading in this post. This is from an adult. I have been on for years. I just started on the pod five and my blood sugars are so much better with it. The algorithm is just working better for me. And I love being tubeless. Here's one that says, uh, my son has been on Omnipod five for four weeks and it has been amazing. I was in turmoil about which pump to get, but knew that I didn't want him to be connected to something. We started Omnipod and have loved it. My son is 17, was diagnosed in August, and we got him the Omnipod 5, and we love it. We don't have anything to compare it to, but it works so well for us, even though he's still honeymooning. We're able to keep him in range 97% of the time. If you'd like to learn more about the Omnipod 5 for yourself, head over to Omnipod, head over to Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox and learn about the only tubeless automated insulin delivery system that integrates with the Dexcom G6 CGM and uses smart adjust technology to automatically adjust your insulin delivery every five minutes, helping to protect against highs and lows without multiple daily injections. If you're not into automation, go check out the Omnipod Dash. When you get there, look into whether or not you're eligible for the free 30-day trial of the Dash, because you could be. For full safety risk information and free trial terms and conditions, you can also visit omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. 
Go pick up the insulin pump that my daughter's been wearing. Oh, geez, since she was four years old. The Omnipod. There are links in the show notes to Omnipod, GVOC Hypopen, and all of the sponsors. The show notes are just the little spot in your podcast app where there's like notes about today's episode. If you can't find that, these links also exist at juiceboxpodcast.com. And when you click on my links, you are supporting the show and keeping it free and plentiful. And where else are you going to hear somebody mispronounce plentiful? Did I say plentiful? Anyway, use my links if you're going to buy the stuff, please. I'd really appreciate it. Check out the Omnipod 5, the Omnipod Dash, and GVOC Hypopen. Here's what I've learned so far. Yep. Don't make babies with people you don't really, 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 really know. That's one I got. Absolutely. If you 100%. can help it. If you can help it. Uh, I, I've heard that um, postpartum is, um, not that I didn't know, but I, I, I hear how serious it is. Uh, and that it would have been made much, much easier with some nice support, none of which that you had. But kind of astonishing and happy news is that even without that support in the middle of your son's diagnosis, you still, you got through it. And I think, yeah. I think that's really wonderful. You have yeah. an amazing relationship with your son as near as I can tell. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and we're going to dig into his life more. Um, and things happen. Sometimes you, when you have autoimmune in your family, you might see more autoimmune and that's valuable yes. for people not to think about and worry about day to day, but to be aware of big picture. Because when these things rear their head, if you're not quick to notice them and do something about them, you could lose years of your life to Absolutely. struggle. And that's just not necessary. And the cherry on the top of the, I wish I knew any any baked good from your part of the world, but I don't. Um, uh, the cherry on top of the cake here is uh, pay attention to your sleep. You have to have to sleep. I know you think you don't because your kids got diabetes now, but that's not right. You have to sleep. So uh, that's where we're only a half hour into it. We figured all that out already. Alfie's just come home, so you might need to. Uh, no, that's fine. with me. He's, he's on stealth mode. He's just snuck in the back door. Do you think he, so he really listened to you. You told him that this morning and he still remembers it in the afternoon. Yeah. That's quite remarkable for Alfie. That's quite remarkable for anybody who's 11 years old and more than we could expect from, uh, some men. Right. So, <laughs> or at least the ones you find Becky, Absolutely. <laughs> you know me very well already. Scott. Listen, um, <laughs> I think every guy is some, some version of what you've described. I think you just got, just got a particularly bad one. That's all. Yeah. Um, that's Although he wasn't as bad as the first one, but we won't go there. <laughs> See, you got tricked. The bar was so low, Becky. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. <laughs> you're like, well, this one's way better. <laughs> 5,000 ginger cats for sure. Mm, no kidding. He, he didn't have red hair, did he? The man? No, we didn't know. <laughs> trying to see how deep your fetish runs. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Not that deep. <laughs> Not that deep. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about how you found an algorithm pump and what drove you to it. It sounds like the lack of sleep drove you to needing something to help you. <laughs> Desperation. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've been, obviously been on the online communities for some time. Um, so I'd seen a lot about what was going on. Um, I'd had a friend who was using uh, open apps at the time, but still didn't know a great deal about it. But she was like, oh, you need this, you need this. And it freaked me out a little bit because it looks so technical. Mm -hmm. um, then I looked at 
the market pumps and they looked pretty cool. But Alfie was very hot, happy with Omnipod. He likes Omnipod. And then I went to Friends for Life in the UK with him and sat through a session on loop. And it really inspired me. And I thought, wow, you know, I think I can actually do this. Um, money was a bit of an issue, obviously, because you've got to lay out for your Riley link. And my uh, I didn't have a Mac or anything. Right. But I gave it a go. And um, with with help from the online community and obviously this amazing mentor, which I think has, she's had a podcast with you not so long ago. Um so she she basically mentored me for a whole year to get the settings right. And we just absolutely love it. Um, we're the only ones in our hospital that use it. Um, and the consultants weren't, weren't that into it to start with, or one of them wasn't. He was quite wary and said, you know, this could be really dangerous. You know, we can't support you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll roll with this. Uh, I want to give it a go. And now they just love it. When we when we go in there, they just look at the, look at the data and they just go, wow. Um, you know, we don't know what to say. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, yeah. it is. It's been really nice to to be able to get it working as it does. And yeah, it's just an amazing system. I just highly recommend it to anybody. And I know it's daunting, and you will need some help with it. But go for it, absolutely. Are you saying that Gina helped you for a full year? Wasn't Gina? Yeah, it was what? a lady called Nancy. Na- Nancy Tester Hart. No kidding, Nancy helped you. It wasn't Gina. I thought for sure when you said had been on the program recently, I thought it was going to be Gina. Um, no, it's Nancy. she's an absolute star. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, somebody that stuck with you online, a stranger, and helped. She did, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And helped you oh, do yeah. this. Wow. Yeah, amazing lady. That's really wonderful. Um. So did you use any of the episodes on the podcast, like the Fox and the Loop House stuff or any of that? I did, yeah. Yeah, I like, like, I like uh, Kenny. Um, really useful stuff. I really appreciate that being there. Good, good. It, it gives you some confidence. And I know that you've also tried it with Arden. And it was, yeah, it's just good to hear of other people's experiences. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, Arden's looping right this second. So Yeah, um, that's brilliant. Actually, you know, Becky, this will go up so long from now that I can tell mm. you this. I just will remind you as I'm saying it to you that I have a non-disclosure agreement that I have signed with a company. So please just keep this in your little head when it's over. Don't go to the interwebs and everything. But mm-hmm. um, as as you may know, and you mentioned earlier, uh, yesterday on Monday, the limited market release of the Omnipod mm. 5 shifted into another um, aspect of it. So I don't think it's over, but it's, it's widening greatly. And they started mm. reaching out to people um, to let them know people who, by the way, used my link to tell Omnipod they were interested in Omnipod five and got on a <laughs> list are now hearing back. And I'm just saying, click on the links people. Cause you never know what could happen. But, um, I've been working this out for a week or so with Omnipod and, and, um, I actually got an email this morning that the, uh, that they're hunting down the, pre- the prescription that Arden needs and <laughs> that they are, um, getting Arden's product out to us pretty quickly. So uh, we're yeah. going gonna to try Omnipod 5 very quickly too. That'd now, yeah. for me, the way I see it, super simply, like, I mean, I've I've never used Control IQ. I've never used whatever it is that Medtronic has. Um, hmm. I've used the loop. Do it yourself. Get it offline. Download it yourself. Make the app yourself. I'm an app yeah. developer somehow, et cetera. Um, loop. It is so far the greatest thing I've ever seen for managing insulin. 
Absolutely. No, it's <laughs> Second that. Stunningly just amazing. Yeah. Now, it has drawbacks. One yeah. of them would be that at the moment, the system I'm using needs what you call the Riley link. We use the orange link, but it needs something that yeah. helps yeah. Arden's phone, the app on the phone, talk to um, the, the Omnipod. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt, not going to lie. She doesn't like it. It's not exciting. So Omnipod 5 won't need that. That's a little exciting to me. That might not be needed. Now we no, can... But the- the dash won't need it either, will it? They're doing they're building loop at the moment with dash, and you won't need um, a Riley link or an orange link. Becky, you're jumping ahead in my story, but yes, uh, right, right now, some lovely people <laughs> online have cracked open the Omnipod dash or whatever that means, you know, digitally, and they're setting up a uh, loop to work with that. I, I yeah. think, I think from what I hear, that's going to be uh, it's they're doing their own beta testing right now. So, oh yeah, looks good, really, yeah. really. Good. So that's exciting. And I want to try Omnipod 5. If Omnipod mm. 5 works for Arden the way we want it to, yeah. I- I'm in. It's easy. It comes from the company. I don't need to yeah. be an app developer. Pff, done. If, right. I get that. Yeah. yeah. If we try it and we think, oh, I like Loop better, mm. that's not to me, to me, that's not an indictment of Omnipod 5 or Control IQ or anything like that. These, these things have a ton of value for the masses. They really Absolutely. do. Most people yeah. are not trying to keep the right ones seeing the mid fives. And, yeah. and what most people want is, you know, a life where they don't think about it. I mean, for as many people who's listened to the, who listen to this podcast, there are certainly far more people using insulin who don't listen to it. And mm-hmm. those people to think that they could go in their doctor's office and get control IQ or Omnipod five or whatever the Medtronic thing is. I wish I, I knew the name 670 G maybe um, to get those things, to make their life easier and more stable and more healthy. That's how most people are going to do this. So whether yeah. I, you know what I mean? Sounds whether, I, you know, whether I decide to do Omnipod five long-term or yeah. if I loop with dash, cause if we go back to looping, I'm not going back to, the link, I'll, I'll definitely no, would go back. Yeah, to dash. well, it's different for you, isn't it? Because Arden's older, so I mean, the reasons that um, we like Loop so much is my remote monitoring through Night Scout and the fact I can set up the temporary override to put them on for him while he's at school, mm-hmm. and also he loves the fact that he can bolus from his Apple Watch like with, without many people seeing what's going on. Interesting. Whereas I suppose for somebody who's a bit older, you don't need those things quite so much. Yeah, she doesn't care about whether or not people see or get insulin. That's no, for sure. That's good. Yeah. Although I did set up a a basal override through Night Scout last night because yeah. my knee hurt from my knee surgery, and I didn't want to get up and go to her phone. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, but you know what's funny is that by me not looking at the phone, I messed myself up because Arden ran an open loop for a couple of hours last night while she was baking. Because mm-hmm. she was snacking while she was baking, and then she went to bed, forgot to reclose the loop, and I kept looking wow. at this like 140 blood sugar, wondering like, why won't this go down? And yeah. and I kept upping her basal, and like I'd put a dent in it, <laughs> and then it would just go back again. And and then this morning I went in and I was I looked at it, and I thought, you know, the the loop was open, so it wasn't making any auto boluses. Now, auto, I don't know if you use the auto bolus branch of loop or if you're just using the the basal one. Well. We were using the auto bolus, but I put on uh, John's switching patch, which is amazing. I put that on about three weeks ago. I love it. I don't know Have that. Tell that? me. So is it uh, John? I think it's John Fawcett. 
Um, he built a switching patch. He's the guy that built the loop follow app. Mm-hmm. Um, he built the switching patch. And what that does is it switches between the micro bolusing and the auto bolusing. So you set a limit and um, mine is 7.2, which I'm not sure what that is for you that because we're in millimole, aren't we? So the limit is, so if his bloods are under 7.2, it uses the microbolusing, And if he goes above 7.2, it kicks in with the autobolusing. And the difference there is it's nowhere near as harsh. So for things overnight, um, it keeps them a lot more stable. It's, you know, it, it's not chipping away quite so hard if it's within, within range. It's brilliant. That's excellent. Did you say 7.2? Yes. Uh, 130 for, okay. for others. Um, oh, that's, that is brilliant. And that, so that's now another version of the loop. So there's an auto bolus, a micro bolus, and now there's a, a branch that, that'll yeah. switch back and forth depending on the blood sugar value. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Do you have to it's read? Really cool. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> see, here's the problem. Like you said, it's daunting. Uh, I'm still daunted by it. Like the idea. Yeah. Like, like right now, as you're talking about, I think that's cool. I would try that. And then I think, well, how do you put that on there? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you do have to rebuild, but there is a, a video. If you if you search for it, there is a video that some kind soul has done on YouTube, and you just follow it. And it's you know, it's an idiot's guide. It's very simple. It's brilliant. You believe I could do this? Yes, mm. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in myself that much. I still haven't done anything about the date problem. You know how when the um time, uh, the time thing changes, time thing. I'm 50 years oh, old. Well, when the um, when the clocks change. Yes, when the clocks change. There's a word for that. Why don't I know it? Uh, um, daylight savings. Sometimes. Daylight savings, right? That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there we go. Everybody should be. Now they're all like, do I believe anything this guy says? He couldn't come up with daylight savings time. So when that happened, there's like a glitch. And then if you change something, if you try to change a setting in loop after daylight savings time, the loop app crashes. Okay. okay, I didn't hear about that. Because yeah. your daylight saving time is different to ours as well, isn't it? I don't it even know. It changes at a different point in the year, yeah. May or may not. There's no way for me to know. You live in another country. I know nothing about it. Um, here's what Old. I know. Here's what I know about it. Smaller. Um, yep. Buckingham Palace. Uh, yep. Fish and chips. That's what I know. There yep. we go. They are really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so anyway, I've been told over and over again that like you could just rebuild the app and fix it. And I'm like, <laughs> how am I going to do that? <laughs> so. It's so easy now with the, um, what's it called? The workspace. You just follow the workspace. Have mm. you done that on Loop and Learn? No idea what you're talking about. Oh, Scott, go into loopandlearn.org, I think. And um, it, there's there's a workspace that builds the whole thing for you. You just plug your phone in and basically follow a couple of steps. And it does it all. It's no comparison to how it was a few years ago. Starting loop, using loop, building loop? Um, building it, I suppose. Are you in? Were you in Loop and Learn? I, I just went to loopandlearn.org because you said it. That's it. Going to build. Yeah, and then advanced quick build. Build select so. script. <laughs> See, you said it was easy, and now I'm confused already. <laughs> Version updates. Ask for build help. Code customization. You just basically like copy this code into the terminal on your Mac, on your Mac, and um, it just like builds it all, and then you just put up Xcode and it it just does it all and you just yeah have a go honestly it's so much easier yeah have a go this is how you pick that boy I can't trust you (laughs) (laughs) that point (laughs) so what what I've just decided 
was that I'll pretend it's for the podcast and I will get somebody on who knows about it and I'll rebuild Arden's loop while we're recording the podcast. That's it. Do it. Do See? It. See how I just like, I was like, oh, I'll make it feel like it's for the podcast. I actually think, I actually think I, I, yeah, I erased Xcode off my computer because it's such, oh, yeah. it's such a pain. You're going to have like a. Yeah, 5,000-year download, put that back now. It's such a pig. Like, it just, it ruins the computer. Like, it, it ruined this yeah. one at the very least. Um, so I I'm gonna, I have the, I'll have to, I'd have to reinstall Xcode just to do it. And then. Or somebody else's Mac and put it on there. <laughs> well, listen, that makes me sound lazy. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll do it, okay. But, um, no, I mean, this poor computer is just. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it, it can only hold so much, and that damn program is just overwhelming. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. yeah. I had an old Mac, and um, it worked, but it took an eternity. And then I managed to get one on credit this year. But it's it's just so worth it. I mean, as I say, Loop has been an absolute life changer for the pair of us. Yeah. It's amazing. Look. Our clinic, our um, I think you call it your endo, mm-hmm. our consultant, he said, you know, oh, will you be switching over to Omnipod 5 when it comes out? And I was like, no, thanks why i said well why would i because you know loop has got so so many settings it's so precise you're in charge of the whole thing you can change it when you know you know if he's ill you know if he's growing you know if he's being sporty you know those systems have that vaguely but it's just not the same Mm -hmm. you know we have remote monitoring we have um even remote burlacing will probably come eventually um we have the you know, bolusing from the watch for Alfie discreetly. You know, there's just so much yeah. with Loop. I just think it's incredible. I hear you. I uh, and I, I don't disagree. I just, I do really believe though that there are two kinds of users, and I, yes. and I think that yes. I think, <laughs> I don't Loop, know what yeah, <laughs> I think Loop's amazing. Uh, but yeah. if it ever gets over, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, if if you got up to fifty thousand users. I, in 10 years, I'd think that was amazing. You, you know what I mean? Like most people are always going to want to go to their doctor, get a prescription, have a thing sent to their house. They're going to want to yeah. turn it on yeah. and have it do what it's going to do. Get their setting. You know, the the big, to me, the big hill to climb here for all these algorithms, whether it's Loop actually or one that comes from a company, is that uh, settings, like the, the having, yeah. you know, what we've been talking about here on the podcast for years about knowing how insulin works, getting your settings right, that yeah. becomes incredibly important because an algorithm with bad settings is worse than not knowing what you're doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I often wonder, you know, loads of people here seem to be going on to the, um, the control IQ, but you see, you either see people who have got amazing results or you see people who just, it's just awful. And I, you know, I, I think with the control IQ, it, it learns your own patterns, doesn't it? Whereas you, you don't program it like you program loop. It's learning from experience and it sets its own settings. You said control so IQ. Guessing, Did you mean Omnipod 5? No, no. Um, no? The, the tandem, the T-Slim. That one learns? I think, no, I might be wrong. Mm. I, I think so, but I might be wrong. I don't think it but does. But that's what worries me about those ones. Because if you're having a bad day or you've eaten something that's, you know, going to mess your bloods up or you're being really active, um, you know, you might 
you could i don't know i don't i'm okay yeah. i'm control freak that's just just what <laughs> <laughs> becky's like you're really singing into my psyche now i don't know anything about these things these are my fears um <laughs> yeah i don't think that i don't think that any of the any of these algorithms as they are currently are so sentient that they're making like moment to moment decisions going look he was low today he's going to be low tomorrow um okay. you know i i think that what what they've told me about on the pod five so far and i'll have it soon is that the very first time you put a pod on the very first one uh mm -hmm. it, it's collecting data yeah when you move to the second pod um then you're on your way and you know it's not like 27 pods into it or 10 years into it it still remembers what happened on day one it's working mm -hmm. on a. it's uh, my ex my understanding so far mm -hmm. is that it's working on from expectations it has from recent time yeah, and, it's like rolling data. Isn't yeah, it? and if all goes well, Becky, here I'll tell you more stuff that you can't tell anybody else. Um, well, no. <laughs> if all all goes well, I will have a pro tip series about the Omnipod Five with people who work at Omnipod. Okay, that's cool. So I'm going to try to yeah, yeah, get it all out there and, and have people mm. you know, talk about. It. Um, and you know, it's because it, again, settings, settings, settings. If your basil's wrong, if your mm. meal ratio is wrong, if you don't understand that. Um, you know, honestly, their fish and chips is a great example. If you don't understand that French fries and deep fried fish are going to have a fat and protein rise later, um, then you're in trouble because you're going to see a you're going to see a rising blood sugar 90 minutes after you've eaten something. You think you bolus for it. You need to understand that you need to understand, you know, how insulin works in you. You have to pre bolus your meals. You do those things with or without an algorithm. You're going to have a lot of success. The, alg yeah. the algorithms are amazing, like you said, overnight or, you know, if yeah. you, you know, one of the, one of my favorite ways to use loop is, you know, or one of my favorite use cases for loop is when you just look at a meal and you're like, I don't know how much this is. I don't even care. I'm just going to pick a number. This looks like 45 carbs to me. And you have a nice stable line, but then you notice there's no rise. And this thing is saying to you, Hey buddy, I think this blood sugar is going to get low in an hour and a half. And it just yeah. starts taking away basil without you thinking about it and does its yeah. best to find stability. Absolutely. Such a big deal. It's just, it's amazing. So mm. get an algorithm, get your settings right. If you can afford them, they're amazing. If you can't, the pro tip series in the podcast will help you do those things without an algorithm and, and lessen your lows um, and, and stop all the spikes and the highs. That's mm. me. Have you ever, you, did you use the podcast before the algorithm? Um, or no, were you kind of on your own then when you were up all night and micromanaging everything? Oh, I didn't use it then. I didn't know, didn't know about it at all. Yeah. No. So I started looping two years ago this month and I probably listened to you maybe a year before that. Interesting. I, I, I will always wonder how you would have made out with the pro tip series under your belt and nothing else. Mm. Cause I used yeah. to, to be perfectly honest. The outcomes we have with loop are the same outcomes we have without loop. The difference, yeah. the difference is, is last night I shut my eyes and I was like, oh, she'll be fine. And I slept through the night, um, <laughs> you know, whereas before I would have uh, not been, I mean, we weren't, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, she didn't crash a ton overnight, but it's just, it's an extra level of confidence, I guess. is the way Absolutely. I think yeah. It's yeah. lovely just yeah. to know it's doing its thing. Right. Mm. Okay. Becky, what else have we not spoken about so far that was in your lovely note from so long mm -hmm. ago? 
Let me have a look. Oh my God. You emailed me a year ago, almost to the day. It was, yeah. I was supposed to be talking to you in October and then I had to delay that one. That's what And then it moved to April. Okay. So, um, I'm looking, looking, looking. I am going to ask you how COVID was with your, uh, your CVID. Rough. Still is. (laughs) Okay. How, how so? Very locked down? Yeah. So Alfie and I spent about a year just us in the house. Um, he didn't go to school. I homeschooled him and we didn't leave. We didn't even go for walks. We didn't leave. Didn't see anyone. Awful. But with no immune system and being unable to get any treatment, not that the treatment actually covers me for COVID, but there was just no option because should I get ill? I mean, should we both get ill? And I'm too ill to look after him. That's an issue. Should I get hospitalized? There's nobody to look after him. Mm-hmm. You know, in worst case scenario, should COVID, you know, kill me, which it potentially can, where does that leave Alfie? It's a really scary situation. Yeah. Okay. So my treatment is um is a pool of people's immune systems, plasma, but there's no protection for COVID in it. Um so I'm still not protected. I mean, Alfie has returned to school. He's been back at school for almost a year, which is brilliant. But the poor thing has to wear a face mask as extra protection. No one else in the school does. Um, And we still don't do anything socially. We don't see anyone. We don't, we haven't had a meal out. We don't go anywhere. You know, if I have to go to the shop, I go at the quietest time of the day to the quietest shop in a face mask with an armband saying I'm immunosuppressed, please give me distance. It's scary. That's, you know, what it boils down to. It's very, very scary. Um, Yeah. In America, you're receiving, for people with my conditions, you're receiving a a drug called um, Evershield, Evershield, and that's given in injections every six months. It's not the COVID jab. It's different but that actually protects the person. They're 80% less likely to even catch COVID and then very much less likely to get any complications. Um, And it was approved by our government in March, but they still haven't purchased any. And that's really quite scary because that is a life changer for the pair of us. You know, we can actually have some quality of life back. Do you know how to spell that? Yeah, E-V-U-S-H-E-L-D. Eva Shell I mean, antibody treatment for COVID nineteen yeah. high risk groups. That's right. It's like a it's like a miracle cure for somebody like me. It, it would give us our life back. We could actually see relatives and hug them and kiss them and you know eat out with them and you know mm-hmm. we were sociable people. We had you know we had a good quality of life and we saw lots of friends and we miss it. We both miss it. It's of course it's been a a life changer. Oh, it's it's sad. I just want that back for Alfie because he's lost two years of his 11 years now to it. Yeah. my I just went to my son's last undergraduate college baseball game the other day. Um, yeah. He was, he should have been able to play in 180 some games, maybe 200 games in four years. And instead, I think he was in maybe he was, I think he was eligible to play in maybe 70 games or something like that, or because of, uh, because of COVID. Um, 
uh, terrible. Evosheld is a combination of two medications given together. Oh my God. Can, where did, who names these things? Tixa, give a mob and Silgavamob. I mean, honestly, people, both are <laughs> monoclonal antibodies, which are lab made proteins that act like antibodies made in your, made by your immune system to fight infection. Evil child is administered by two injections immediately given one after the other based on clinical trial data. Um, it's administered every six months to mm. offer the most protection. Eligible people here in America, it looks like, include over 12, weigh at least 88 pounds. You also can't currently be infected with COVID. Um, you have uh, you need to have a health condition that likely won't allow your body to develop a strong enough response to COVID yeah. immunocompromised. So basically, I've had five COVID injections now, COVID jabs, like like other people but mm -hmm. my but my body can't produce an immune response so i've got no antibodies so um those jabs are basically completely useless i've got no protection at all i am at the point that everybody was back at the start you know when everybody was hiding at home not going anywhere yeah that's you know it's quite scary if if there was an option to buy it privately even that would be an option and might might be worth getting into debt for but there's not even that option here it's just waiting so you're you know? waiting for the government to literally like buy this and make it yeah. available to its citizens well, i mean they approved it in march and i was so hopeful that we might make some progress but it's still not happened um i know there's a lot going on in the world and it's not priority to a lot of people but to well, so many people it is i mean from the news reports that i've heard monoclonal antibodies were like kind of like oddly ripped off the like, like we stopped using them here as much as well all of a sudden. They weren't talked about as much. And that's what we're talking about here. That's what this is, right? Monoclonal antibodies. Yeah, MA, MAB treatments. So um, that it just means like fake antibodies, doesn't it? You could, like people like yourself can make your antibodies, but this is like fake ones that people yeah. can't. Yeah, Becky, I'm fancy. I can make my own antibodies. <laughs> you can make your own. Yeah, Give not, me some. <laughs> <laughs> not like you. Um, well, I hope that come becomes available for you. So you're saying if you took these you would then probably take an antibody test to see if you had COVID antibodies. And if you did, you'd go back to your life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, if I'm 80% less likely to even catch COVID, what, what a game changer. Yeah. You would, you would roll those dice, right? Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I just can't, I can't explain what a difference that would make. No, no. I, I mean, listen, you have no, so you have, you're, uh, the one thing I wanted to make sure I understood was that the injections you get to bolster your your immune system, you are getting those through COVID? Was somebody coming to the house to give them to you, or you couldn't even get no. those? So, so every month I have to go to hospital in Southampton here, and um, I have intravenous, so I have to sit for a couple of hours and have intravenous plasma put straight into my veins. Yeah. Um, but during COVID, that wasn't available. It wasn't an option. They stopped it for about four months. Which obviously meant that you started getting sick, right? Well, no, because I wasn't in contact with anybody. So, oh, okay. Yes, I felt rougher and I felt tireder, but I didn't get ill. I didn't catch any infections or illnesses, which mm -hmm. was good. But it was still a bit scary, you know. And obviously, until that, until that resumed, I, there was no way that Alfie could go back to school because he could bring something home as well. When you're on that that treatment. Do you mm. do you feel um uh, uh, uh an impact on your psychological well being as well or is it really just very physical that you that you get? 
benefit. I think it all goes hand in hand, doesn't it? I think it does. It's, I'm just wondering. Yeah. You know, it's quite hard to know because three years ago I started the treatments. Well, yeah, two, yeah, about three years ago I started the treatment, and then two years ago we started looping. So my treatment started, and I had that before COVID, and then I started to sleep with loop. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my sleep back. So everything has changed and I don't know how much of that is my my health and my treatment and how much of that is down to loop but as as a whole picture yeah my life is so different you know (laughs) I was like a walking zombie and I couldn't think straight I I had no energy I couldn't stand I was always ill right I just wow yeah yeah no it's terrible I mean it it it's a I had that very low iron. If you listen to the podcast, you yeah. know about, and yeah. this sounds significantly worse than that. And I was, I was at the point at the end where I was just like, well, I'm going to die. You know? Like, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I think it's the point where it's like a better option. It's it, awful, isn't it? Can't stand you up. Can't like think, can't do anything. I have no idea looking back how I was producing this podcast. Like yeah. ser- seriously, I have no idea. I guess I would get up in the morning and just do everything before I fell apart. That's right. You, know. you just don't you carry on. Yeah. I mean, I can't begin to explain to people how hard it was for me and what I went through. And only Alfie knows really because he's the only one that saw me go through it. Yeah. And you don't want him for this just to be his reality either. You'd like to get him out in the world and get him going again as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's uh, he does kickboxing now twice a week, um, which is a massive risk to me, but he loves it. You know, he's it's changed everything for him. He's so positive and he enjoys it. You know, he's a really active kid. He, he swims as well. Um, and I've tried, we're now at the stage where I try to let Alfie live as normally as I can with regard to hobbies and school. And then it's, I just hide away at home a week. And then at weekends, we're just very selective. We, If we go anywhere, we'll go for a walk outdoors type thing. Or if we meet a friend, we'll go for a walk around a park. You know, it's, and you can't go back to theirs for a cup of tea and that kind of thing. But, mm. you know, it will change again. But at least Alfie's got some quality of life back. Yeah. Uh, how How is the um, how has the lockdown been for you personally, like, like on your mental health? Has it been difficult? Hard. Yes, extremely hard. It takes a lot to break me. Um, I just keep going. And at one point I broke, you know, I fell apart and I just sat and sobbed and poor Alfie just sat and put his arms around me and sat with me. And, but after that, I picked myself back up and cracked on again, because what, what alternative is there? You've just got to keep going until things improve. Like I said, to Alfie, every storm passes and this feels like an incredibly long storm, but it will pass as things in the past have when there's been illnesses around, you know, it will pass. That's amazing. That's a great attitude. It's the only one you can have really. Yeah. I, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Like, I mean, there's two options. There's keep going or crawl up in a ball. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got through a lot of wine in lockdown. <laughs> <That> <laughs> well, hey, you haven't started sending him to the store for wine on his own, right? No. <laughs> Tempting, but no. You're doing no. great. My wife. No, I'm, not, I'm my, not a big drinker. My wife. My wife talks about uh, when she was a, when she was a kid, her parents would, you know, dump all their change out, you know, and like she'd hold her hand out and they'd give it to her and they'd send her to the store and be like, get us cigarettes. (laughs) And and (laughs) she's like, she's like, I was this little kid. 
going into a store like i need cigarettes they're for my mom ah, yeah. imagine trying to do that now yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the uh that's the 70s and the early 80s by the way you walked in a store with money and you're like i need pell-mell for my mom <laughs> they'd be like no problem here you go hand <laughs> hand an eight-year-old cigarettes no trouble uh, yeah yeah world's a little <laughs> different now uh my gosh is there anything becky that we haven't talked about that you wanted to um I don't think so. We did okay. No, I don't think so. Yeah, thank you. No, of course. Um, why won't anybody in the UK invite me to come speak? Wouldn't I be Where amazing? <laughs> I just want to see the UK for free. And I figure the way it'll happen is if somebody flies me over there to give a talk, and then I can, I can see. Well, I reckon uh, Friends for Life is your best bet, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think they like me that much. No? I don't know. Nobody, nobody comes calling. Maybe they do. Oh. Yeah. Well, where do you want to visit? And I'll see what I can do. That's right. There you go. Now, yeah, listen, whatever you can work out, just don't put me somewhere strange. Although, again, based on our earlier conversation, maybe you're not the best person to choose for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I come home with a cold sore. I'll be like, what happened here? <laughs> where did Becky send me? What was on that pillowcase? Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm, I'm really pleased for you uh, that you made your way through this so well. And it sounds like your son's doing terrific. Um, Do you think he'll be... I'm going to ask you a question that I hate when people ask me. Ready? Go on. How's he doing? Does he do this on his own? Or are you very involved in it? Aren't you worried when he gets older that he won't be... No, I'm just kidding. This is just the worst question you people ask me. I hate it. Um, Like like somehow that uh, the way you people... That was very pejorative. I didn't mean that as harshly (laughs) as it sounded. Um, it, It should be an indication that it's the... I think it's the... It's the question I've heard the most over the years. And I used yeah. to hear it from like old timers, like people who had diabetes for a long time were like, you're taking care of it. And he's not going to know how to do it like that thing. Um, but there's I, definitely a pressure, isn't there? Yeah. Like a handoff pressure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very difficult when your child is diagnosed so young, like Alfie and Arden, you do so much for so long for them. And it's a very difficult transition for them to start taking it on. I mean, Alfie is very aware. He can carb count. He, you know, he knows all about diabetes. He knows the effects. He knows, you know, he's brilliant. He wears his Apple Watch. He's got his data on it. But he's only 10 years old mm-hmm. coming up with it. And at the same time, his priority is not looking at his watch to see what his bloods are doing. You know, he'll happily pick up a snack and eat it. And I go, you know, have you bolus that? You know, because for so long I've done everything. And we're at that age now where he starts secondary school um, in September this year, which is like we have here we have primary school from four years to 11 year 11 year olds. And then we have secondary school from 11 years to 16 years. So he starts secondary school this year. And there is a pressure from from our medical team for him to do a lot more himself. But we we text like you did. You know, if he's going low, I text him and I say, you know, one dextrose, two dextrose. You know, are you being active? We work together and that's what I want to stick with. And then over time, hopefully he'll learn to recognize things more and need me less. That's all I can do. Hey, I agree. It's exactly how I see it. It's a slow transfer. It's a handoff. It's experiences. You know, people people still say, I just responded to somebody the other day and they're like, when am I going to figure this out? I'm like, just takes time. You have to do it over and over again until one day it just works. And you're like, huh, just works. It, 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 as crazy as it sounds, I think that diabetes eventually turns into like walking through a doorway 
meaning that you don't approach a door and think consciously, turn the knob, pull the door, close the door yeah. behind me. You just, eventually you just do it. And it, it is from practice because there was a time when you were two years old that you looked at that door and you thought, turn the knob, pull the door. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now you don't anymore. And you can't, I mean, type, there's no rushing to that. Type 1 diabetes is an absolute minefield. I'm still learning and Alfie's had it nine years. Mm -hmm. So how on earth can I expect him, you know, just to grab hold of it and roll with it? He can't. You know, it's, we will always be learning, I think. It's just incredible. Becky, I don't think there's any other any other illness, you know, disease like type 1 diabetes. It's just incredible. It's a pretty big bitch, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Well, Becky, I think if you would have applied some of that common sense to your boy picking. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm done with that. <laughs> Becky, you cannot. Are you planning on being alone for the rest of your life? I don't know. You know, it's a funny thing. I've always just not really been bothered. I'm not interested anymore. Um I'm not bothered, uh, particularly while I've, you know, while Alfie's still at home with me, I really couldn't care less. Mm. I think there'll come a point where when Alfie leaves home and I'm on my own, obviously that I'll probably be lonely and wish I'd done more about it. But no, I couldn't care less at the moment. I'm not interested. I don't want the hassle. You should start a podcast where you talk to the cats. Yeah. I think that would be wildly, <laughs> for the wrong reasons, wildly popular. Uh, yeah. People would be like, I listen to this podcast. This lady just talks to the cats. They never say anything back. Uh. You know what? <laughs> I don't know if I should admit this. I'm actually on the Ginger Cat Appreciation Society page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you made that up. No. Oh. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> All right. All right real thing. Maybe we need to get you an app or something. Maybe you need to swipe or something. You know what I mean? Would that be helpful? No, stick with my cats. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. It sounds like it's working. I, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was good. Thanks, Scott. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juice box. I'd also like, and I'd also like to thank Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash. Learn more about them, get started today, all at the same link omnipod.com forward slash juice box. That's the same link where you could find out if you're eligible for a free 30 day trial of the Omnipod dash. If you'd like to learn more about the private Facebook group, it's called juice box podcast type one diabetes. And I believe it has something like 33,000 members in it. Now it's a happening place. You should check it out. Even if you don't like Facebook, this is the most unfacebooky place you'll ever find on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.